What's up, quality people? <laughs> I gotta get this string out of. Welcome back to a quality pod. pod. <laughs> We're about to have some fun today. First, we are going to acknowledge some of the quality people. Aunt Cindy in the house. Good evening from the town of Scandals. Yes. Now, oh. <laughs> now that's a wait. Talk. Hello. Talk. Talk. Talking, okay. There talking. we go. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. So anyway, that goes perfectly with today's shows. As you can see, it says cheaters gone wild. They have gone wild. Before we get into that, though, I need you to because we are on a mission to spread some practical religion. Hey, tell the people who are listening on the podcast app what they need to do, Kenya. If you're on the podcast app, make sure you give us a five-star rating because mm-hmm. that helps us out a lot. And make sure you have your downloads on. Amen. Yes, amen to that, amen to that. We have a great show lined up for you. Um, before we get into the show, though, we want to show you our schedule coming up for the next couple of uh, days. So tomorrow, double trouble. Starting at 5 p.m., we got a Faith and Beyond episode, followed by a profitable conversation. So, Kenny and I will go back to back solo. Monday, there will be no show. Tuesday is up in the air. I'm supposed to be coaching, so it depends on what time we're playing, if we're playing, if we're still in the tournament, things like that. Wednesday, we will be back to regular scheduled programming, though, at 9 after everybody's Bible study. And so, we will see you then for sure. But we want to commend all of you. Thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you guys for spending your Thursday evening with us as we wind down the week. Has it been a good week for you, Kenya? It has been a good week, actually. Hmm. How, why would you say that? Um, well, something work-related ended up not happening. Mm-hmm. Something negative at work ended up not happening. So that's a positive. So. Uh, okay, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. So yeah, there we go, there we go. I was like, something at work ended up not happening. That's normally, <laughs> that's normally a bad thing. But you're saying that the the negative thing did not happen. Didn't happen. Yes. So good thing, good thing, good thing for everybody. Well, we're gonna get into some bad stuff today because there are scandals, just like Aunt Cindy said. Do you know Olivia Pope, Aunt Cindy, <laughs> from the City of Scandals? Have you ran into her up there, roaming around the DMV area? Well. We're going to be talking about Denia Jackson, how she may have played herself. Before we get to that, we're going to talk about 70% of people cheat at their bachelor or bachelorette parties, according to one article. We are going to get into that. That is wild. That is train wreck. New sound, new sound. Yeah, we, yeah, you know, we always, we always cooking up around here, baby. Girl, come on now, come on. You know, it's quality. It's quality. So, yeah, we're we're about to get into this article. It is like it's one of the craziest things that I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I think this week has been Crazy. just one for the book. So, yeah, for real. Yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, let's just get let's just get into this. Don't. Lap dance. Wait, what? What does it say? Hold on. Let me. Let me. Don't lap dance and tell. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Gotta get my intro right for the people. Okay. Don't lap dance and tell. Seventy percent of Americans cheat. We're about to talk about it. Yep. They're saying seventy percent of Americans cheat at bachelor and bachelorette parties, and I have a lot to say about that. 
because I am anti them. Whoa, quality people. This is the quality life. We are about to get into this. 70% of people cheat at their bachelorette parties. First, before we do, I need you to... Because we are on a mission to spread some practical religion. We want to pose this question for you. Are bachelors or bachelorette parties out of control? That is what we are going to be exploring in this segment. So keep that in the back of your mind. Before we give you our thoughts on that, we want to pull up the article that this comes from. Um, So let me pull that up here. And it is a New York Post article. It says, don't lap dance and tell. More than 70% of Americans have cheated on their partners while attending I can't ever say that word, ruckus, bachelor or bachelorette parties, a new survey found. That's bad. No wonder why the divorce rate is so high. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like you start bad. What is that thing you said yesterday? Yeah, you start how you finish pretty much. Exactly. So if you you start off and it's a shaky foundation, you're going to finish. You know, probably separate it. That's that uh, that shakiness is only going to get worse until you know the inevitable divorce happens. Bonusfinder.com surveyed six thousand people, including the soon-to-be betrothed and their guest, about any frisky business at these events, and defined cheating as ranging from flirting or downloading a dating app. Okay, that's kind of loose, but that's still like the intentions there during the party to sexting or sleeping with someone other than their partner. That's yucky. So that is what we're getting into. So are bachelor or bachelorette parties out of control? Before we get give you our thoughts, we want to uh, react to a video. Candace Owens actually had a, uh, she broke down the history of bachelor slash bachelorette parties. And so we want to explore that before we give you our final thoughts on that question. Here we go. Yep, they're saying 70% of Americans. Well, let me tell you the history of bachelor and bachelorette parties. This is from an article. It reads, in the past, a bachelor party could commonly involve a black tie dinner hosted by the groom's father with toasts to the groom and the bride. Hold up. Wow. So no strippers. It sounds like an engagement, like a engagement party that would be. This sounds today. like classy Greg Gatsby. <laughs> yeah, it, does. it doesn't sound like I'm wilding out here. Let me get my stuff off before I'm, you know, you know, trapped for the rest of my life. If that's your mentality, Maybe. probably don't need to be getting married. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Let's proceed. The more recent traditions of hazing, humiliation, and debauchery often consuming entire weekends and involving travel to an exotic destination such as Las Vegas or its nearest available facsimile. Let's just take a look at that picture behind her. That's a wild pick. That's, that's a sidebar, but it's crazy. Came a staple. Those are children. Those are train wreck. Those are children. It looks like a child. Those look like kids. They're, I don't think those are kids, but I see what... Yeah, childish minds, either Of way. the bad <laughs> 80s sex comedies. So again, it was something that was formal and then became cheapened over time. And of course, anything cheapened over time finds a home in America. Sounds like our society. Then it goes on to read about how women got involved. By the sexual revolution of the 1960s, women had launched their own version of the pre-wedding festivities, the bachelorette party. Prior to the late 19th century, women were limited to bridal showers. 
the main function of which was to acquire a dowry and gifts to prepare them for marriage. Bachelorette parties allowed women the opportunity to express their own sexual freedom with drinking games and male strippers. Other couples uncomfortable with the expectations of a debauchery celebrate their last night together in combined stag and doe parties. So there you have it. Uh, Yep, feminist sexual revolution. They turned something that was supposed to be classy and formal and fun into something that really is just an opportunity for people to make mistakes, really, for people to act in a way that is disrespectful for the union in which they are about to enter. Wow, so... Why? I I have a question. Go ahead. Why is everything that seems like super raunchy stemming from the 70s and 80s? Like, what happened in the 40s or in the 50s and 60s where it's like, oh, we got to amp this up? Well, I think a lot of times people want to be different from their parents or the way they were brought up, especially if they weren't brought up in a what they perceived to be like an accepting home. or um, So they just want to rebel. And so that that may be it. I don't know like the actual history and the statistics. That's just kind of my thinking and um, from what I've seen. But she, she mentioned feminism as being kind of the root in the sexual revolution. But also you can't let guys off the hook for this either because... Yeah, because they did it for... They well, it for they, they, like they allow the behavior. And so... If girl, if women are going to do that, then you know, let them do that. But we need yeah. to be more mindful of who, you know, we're choosing as well. Yeah, but the women did it because they saw the men do it. Right. Oh, not realizing the men and when women are different. Not excusing well, not that behavior. That. Yeah. Yeah. Not even that. Just like, I think if the men didn't like go off and be like, oh, let's have a a raunchy mm-hmm. bachelor party, and the girls wouldn't have looked at them and been like, oh, well, we want to do it too. Right. Well, do you think, so men going to a strip club, right, do you think that's cheating at a bachelorette party? Or a bachelor party, excuse me? Um, I'm not going to do it. But I just want to know your thoughts. I think if it causes lust, then yes. And of course, we already know, like, how, how is lust. it not gonna cause lust? I know lust? that's what I was saying. Like you're I, going in there to lust. That's, that's what, the whole that's point. That's what I'm saying. Like if it causes you to lust, then yeah, I think that would be considered cheating. So basically, so you're saying yes, it, I would consider that cheating. So you're saying they're cheaters. That's what I hear. In a sense, yes. in a sense, at least like in an emotional it can open aspect, unnecessary aspect. doors. Right, and it's like this is especially. It's it's almost like. You're supposed to be getting that from your wife. And then it's like, oh, well, let me look at these women while I can before I'm tied down. It's just not a good mentality. It's not a godly mentality. And that's not what we would preach here as quality people. Let's put the question back up there. Are bachelor slash bachelorette parties out of control? So that is what we are going to answer right now. So here are some of our points, starting with Kenya. All right. So these parties are out of control because people consume what they hear and what they see in the media without having their guard up. So like, for example, like Insecure, The Game, even though we love watching The Game, but The Game, Mm -hmm. and even like the show The Bachelor. So when our guard is down, we are susceptible to anything. And 
my Bible verse is Ephesians 6, 17 through 18. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. So what I'm saying is you can take in, you can watch your shows, but just don't try to apply the shows to your life. Right, you have to be with, disciplined. Yes, mm-hmm. and not expect certain consequences or craziness right. to happen. So, No, amen to that. And it goes back to like a lot of the verse that I brought up yesterday. I forgot exactly what the verse was, but it was saying that um, your parents will discipline you how they see fit, but you should always strive to be disciplined by God because that actually makes you more holy and though it doesn't seem, you know, feel good immediately, long term, then it leads to peace and righteousness, basically. And so that was that was a summation of the verse. And that's kind of what you see is like everybody wants to appeal to the lust of their flesh and the lust of their eyes, you know, by watching these or partaking in the bachelor bachelorette party. And it's like, well, why can't you just do something, you know, that doesn't send you down the path towards a path towards sin, mm-hmm. right? Why don't you just hang out with your boys? Why don't you just do something cool? You know, go on like a skiing trip or just do something cool. You can yeah. still have a bachelor party, but I would say that they are out of control. Well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let me get to my points. So my point is the infidelity we see rampant in culture is a reflection of our infidelity to God. And what that basically means is that fidelity, let me um, pull up the actual definition of fidelity. Um, It says, faithfulness to a person, cause, or belief demonstrated by continuing loyalty and support. And because we have essentially neglected God, right, we haven't shown fidelity towards, you know, God, towards the Logos, then that is being reflected in our culture, the infidelity, you know, of our actions toward God is reflected in the de- the degradation of the culture. So the verse that I have is Hebrews thirteen four: Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers. And we're seeing the judgment is the fact that there's a a lot of single parent homes, there's a lot of broken homes. And because there's no strong core families, there's broken societies, broken communities. And thus we have like this very divided and tense society and country right now. Um, but that's what we think. We want to know what you think about our bachelors slash bachelorette parties out of control. Please leave your comments below. If you're watching the replay, you're going to want to check out this video next because YouTube recommends it to you personally. We will see you over there. But until then, make sure that you're not to serve the Alpha and the Omega. Like for the algorithm. I was in college and, you know, it got to the point where I wasn't even going to class anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so um, 
I, I thank God. I know it was all him because I got out of that <laughs> semester with a, a 3.7. And I'm like, Jeez. I don't know how that happened Jeez. because, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so from that point, it kind of just, it was, it was one of those things, you know, that, that would fall on and off. I, I was chasing God desperately, but didn't know how to do it. And I wasn't yeah, really... Yeah. I guess I was stubborn a little bit. I wasn't really willing to do it the way I've always heard it being done. Right. You know, so I looked for other avenues and I got into some some worldly stuff mm, where okay. it kind of <laughs> where it kind of um where it kind of it literally pivoted me right back to Christ. It is so crazy how it happened. Yeah. So, you know, it it's, it's one of those things like it's kind of like the the new age spiritual journey that people go through now with the crystals and the oracle right, cards right, right. Yeah. and stuff like that it was like that that was kind of something i wanted to get into for a little bit mm -hmm. and so when i did that it was like i was i was i was doing that as an excuse to do it and also as my reason for like trying to see God. Yeah, trying like, to see oh, God. like, oh, maybe he's Exa here. Like, maybe he's here. Exactly, right, right, right. exactly. And so it was like Christ has always been in me and, and around me. But it was kind of like, like I said, I was being, I was just being stubborn. Mm -hmm. But it got to the point where I got to like maybe my second lowest point after college. You know, I think this is around when COVID happened. I lost my job. It was, it was a lot going on at the time. And I realized that God has always been right there. And I didn't have to go through all these other mediums to find him. So I went right back to where I knew him, which was the word. Right. And so when I did that, everything just, it was, it just became clear that he was God and that I didn't, I didn't have to continue to to find him through the world. Quality hangout. It's time to answer your questions. React to your comments. What's up quality people in the building? Hello quality people says T-Mac. What else we got? We have says I had a bachelorette bachelorette party fun party no cheating at all hey hey I need all y'all to because this is the quality life we on a mission to spread practical religion it's the quality hangout ask us some questions we're about to get into some more Danae Jackson here in just a second because the the guys ain't happy with her. Yeah, the guys are not happy. They ain't happy. So we, we're going to be giving you the guys' perspective uh, on in the next segment. But until then, let's put up some more comments. On the phone with Miss Sonia. She's driving back from Florida. She sends her regards. Shout out to Mama Prophet in yes. the yes. building. Got to talk to her. She, uh, she attended Natalie's White Coat ceremony today in tampa so she's nice. driving back up from that on i-75 and i saw she sent a video of her receiving her white coat so that was a really cool moment and so yeah it was really cool 
Um, T-Max says you have to be very disciplined. Yes. If God is with you, then you will remain disciplined, right? And make sure that God is with you. Yeah. That's the, that's the moral of the story. That's all we got. That's all we got. All right. So, we got, oh, geez, this next segment. This next segment is just crazy. It's, it's just wild. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's wild. Well, how would you describe it? Um, degenerate. <laughs> degenerate. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you should know better than that. That's kind of how I would describe it. On both sides, actually. Both sides, absolutely. Yeah, we ain't shooting nobody any bell. Like, no. Both sides is equal accountability. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. For real. For real. All right. Let me let me get my intro together. Hey, if you're listening to this on the podcast app, we appreciate you guys. We want to remind you that we do film these live on the Quality Life YouTube channel. Come on over. We have an array of shows that are running right now, including this one that you're listening to, which is called A Quality Pod. Then we have Kenya's Faith and Beyond, which will be going. Let me let me just throw the calendar back up there again. Kenya's Faith and Beyond will be going tomorrow at 5 p.m. And that'll be followed by um, a live recording of my show, Profitable Conversations. And so remember, no show Monday for sure. Tuesday's up in the air. And we'll be back at it like crack addicts oh, on gosh. Wednesday. <laughs> now, you know them crack addicts. They be, they be, they be going ham on them needles. Uh, crack? Oh, no, no. They smoke crack. They smoke crack. I was thinking of heroin. Yeah. And, and meth. Can't meth? Doesn't meth go on needles? Uh, I guess it could. I guess crack could, too. But, mm. nah, I'm good on it. <laughs> uh, I think I got a leaf stuck in my... Okay. All right. Danea Jackson. Okay. Danea Jackson spilled everything in her tell-all on dear future wifey. But... Did she expose herself in the process? There was, listen, there was a lineup of us. We were passing each other on the stairway in and out. There was a lot of people involved at that time. We, again, we weren't in a relationship. So all the people that like committed relationships. So I was just on the rotation at the time and I ended up getting pregnant. Ooh, we got the love music on. Cause this is just sad. This is real sad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Danea Jackson, man, let's let's put up the question. Did Danea really just expose herself in the tell-all when she was trying to expose Derek? Quality people, this is the quality life. We need you to, because we're on a mission to spread some practical religion. That is the question that we are going to explore in this segment. We need you creating some quality conversation down in the comments. So, before we answer that question, though, there there's a lot of men that aren't too happy Mm-mm. about. They are rather. Yeah, they're they're pretty angry. Off. <laughs> so, Anton Daniels has a show called The Millionaire Morning Show. I recommend you watch that over, you know, legacy media stuff like television media stuff because he's funny. And he'll keep you up on current events and do it in a very entertaining way without all the the craziness that goes yeah. on. But anyway, 
He was on um, this Millionaire Morning Show. He had a conversation with one of his um, good friends and gave a really interesting perspective on how men are thinking about this whole situation. So I want y'all to check this out. Just watching this video is, if you're a man, if this ain't triggering, I don't know what will trigger you. Watching this I video, agree. Man, she, this is what they do. This I agree. wild. She got into the situation, represented herself as one thing, accepted him as one thing, yep. played his game the entire way, got the ring, had the babies, and said, you know what? God is the master plan. Yep. And now he just got to go along with the narrative. Then she gets jacked up and played all the way out, played straight to the left. Then she started doing sing-alongs and, and as you would say, water waving on the, on IG. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the Lord going all over the place, acting crazy. What? I think that she the narcissist. How so that's a little taste of, you know, how men are thinking about this whole Denea Jackson situation. What do you think? Is, is she the one that actually may have played him in this whole situation? Because you got to think about it in this way. So she said they were in a nine-year situationship. So they started off dating, everything's good, and then they ended up basically just being in a nine-year situationship. And the only reason he even got down on the knee was because she got pregnant. But during the time that she got pregnant, she was admitted to, she was only just part of the rotation, and she was happy in her role, essentially, until she got pregnant, then she had to kind of figure out what to do. Um, I, I don't think she played him because... I mean, he had all these women. It's not like mm -hmm. I don't. I don't agree with that statement that she played him. Um, and plus, she got pregnant three three times before that, and he didn't marry her those times. So it's like, oh yeah, she did say she uh, yeah. terminated three times, right? Yeah. So Dang. it's like, was it all from him? Yeah, that's the only person okay. she's been with. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't pay that much attention to it. Yeah. That's so crazy. that's why I'm like, I don't think she was like over here like, oh, I'm going to trap him. He's going to marry me, blah, blah, blah. I think, I don't know what happened, but I don't think she played him. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to react to some more of that um, Dear Future Wifey with Denea Jackson on it and just kind of give you our thoughts because this is just a whole mess and a half. You proposed, you, you, you already had the child. Yeah, I had her, had our <clears> baby. Um, she was two months old. He, she, he had her in this little, um, will you marry me, bib? It was great. <laughs> like everybody, everything was involved and it was great. I loved it, every aspect of it. And it's like, this is everything I've wanted and been asking for and dreaming of my whole life and just what? do this relationship. And I won out of all these women you about to say another word see that's my problem there it's yeah. like is what she what was her what was her end goal i mean i i, I think it was she saw this guy he had all this swag mm. she was the nerdy girl so she, so she was like oh my gosh can't believe i got him mm. i want to keep him and so you yeah. think that the infatuation of Hey, I was the nerdy girl. Now I have somebody who I perceive to be fine that is giving me attention. Yeah. And he's making me feel good. Yeah. And she was like And she got attached to that. Yeah. And she wanted mm -hmm. um she wanted to be like, oh, I can lock him down. Right. And I guess to a certain extent her self-esteem was so low that she was willing to, to do whatever or, to put up with yeah. anything to, you know, 
keep that attention and attachment. Mm -hmm. And then when she finally gets the ring, then it's like, oh, Oh, I feel like I won. Yeah. Like I won out of everybody. It's like, no, you were just, you were the, the mistake, essentially. The one, the one that just had the baby. So, <laughs> the Lord is bridling my tongue. Um, how long did it mm. take from "Will you marry me?" to "I do"? Um, we it was right at a year. So we got married January thirteenth, two thousand eighteen, and um, that was a long year before marriage. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that went on in there. We tried some marital counseling. We did not finish that. There was, you know, you said premarital counseling, premarital counseling. Wait, how y'all, not, how, y'all didn't finish our premarital counseling. No, what? why not? That's um, why. How do you not see the signs? Right. I mean, especially for a woman, but I mean, come on, man. You don't, you don't get through premarital counseling. I don't you care so if you're having a baby with her. I'm. Why would you even want to deal with that into marriage? Yeah, like you can't even get through right. the counseling part that's supposed to yeah. determine how your marriage will. And no, it's not no. like you don't know the pattern of this person. You've been in a relationship with them for eight, nine years at this point. And so it's not like they're, they're exactly who they've been showing you. And so I think in both cases. Well, well, she is going to like say something after that because he didn't know some stuff about her. Right. Oh, oh well, let's proceed then. Um. There was a lot of issues that arose. So as we were doing the counseling, I started to come out with a lot of the hurt that I was hiding h- hiding um, from pre from college days. I started to come out with that and how it made me feel. Nine years and later, and it was a lot. I think for him to <laughs> handle all he was of that. Like, oh my these god! How things, you know all this stuff? Right, like, how do you how do you know? Right? How did you know? But then also like. Why are you just now telling me and, about and you're this? Still here? So basically, when she had caught him cheating, went through his phone and stuff, never told him, was crying about it, made up some bluegazy excuse other than the fact that, oh, I saw that you were cheating on me on your phone. I caught you. She made it seem like, oh, I'm crying because my daddy or something like that. And then now, nine years later, yeah, in premarital counseling. Yeah. So like... Because Train of that, wreck. Because of that, I can understand Derek's point of view a little bit. Yeah. Because like, if I was like us in that situation and you just coming out with random stuff I've never heard, right? I'd be like, "Yo, what the heck?" Yeah, but yeah, then but then at that point, it's like, why subject yourself? Because if yeah. she was manipulate man, that manipulative at that point, why would you hitch yourself to this person yeah. to be binded to them? To subject yourself to that sort of behavior like even if even though you're having a child with this person it's like hey i'm not gonna i'm still not dipping my toe in the water yeah like i've already i've already gotten bit once in a sense so it's crazy Right. And so um, it was a lot to for me to just like be like, and you did this and you did that. And I feel like I did do a lot of shame and blame blaming in communicating all the things that I had been holding on to. So it was a lot for him to handle in that time. But anyway, it was all of that. He was like, I'm not, we're not, I'm not doing this anymore. So we never finished. And then, um, yeah. And then here we go in the marriage. So that just doesn't make any sense. There we go in the marriage. That, just that make was, any sense. how do you not finish oh, premarital counseling? Yeah. But then you're like, Oh yeah, let's still get married. Man. Like,
There's some big issues. It's crazy. So we're still trying to answer this question. Did Denia really just expose herself in this uh, this tell-all? So that is the big question that we're answering. I got one more clip from the Millionaire Morning Show where one of uh, Anton's guests basically just psychoanalyzes what he thinks Denia was really thinking. So y'all check this out. I think that this chick is addicted to pain. I think she's addicted to dysfunction. I I don't think she likes it like you think she likes it. I think she more needs this dysfunction. I don't think she can operate outside of it. Her entire life, as she announced in this interview, she's been dealing with similar type of dysfunction, similar type of trauma, and it's self-inflicted because she won't leave it. Well, if that's the case, then he he really a victim then. Oof. Ooh. I don't agree with that. <laughs> so is Derek Jackson the real victim? No. <laughs> no? No. Why not? Why not? Because he chose her too. <laughs> no, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I don't think he, I think he's a victim in that sense of, as far as like her being manipulative, but he's not a victim as far as like. Oh, it's like you knew who she was before you got down on the knee. You also knew who she was when you were sleeping around with her. So it's like, I mean, you just wanted... Even after half of premarital counseling, you knew exactly at that point. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's a, that's a, big, that's a big point right there. And so you shouldn't have subjected yourself to, you know, de- having to deal with that at all. And so... We're going to shoot him maybe a little bit of bell, but not really. Like, they're both still accountable. Let's get to our points here before we get out of here. Kenya. All right. So I think although Denea brought on a lot of these issues on herself, I think her talking about it publicly can be used to teach the next generation of women. A lot of women might laugh at it, but I bet if a similar pattern begins to show in their lives, they will think about this story. Okay, okay. Amen. <laughs> All right, I see what you're cooking there. Uh-huh. And then my Bible verse is First Chronicles 16.8. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. So I chose this one because I think it's so important to like share our testimonies, even though you know what we've done in the past is crazy. Mm-hmm. It could still be used to, one, bring point people in the direction of Christ because that's what she's doing on her social media platforms is spreading the gospel, is trying to point people to Christ. Um, And two, I think, I mean, people can learn from your mistakes. Right. So, yeah. Okay, solid points. Here's what I believe. I believe Denea became a slave to her desires to have the man she perceived as fine and high value and ignored her better judgment. Because all the signs were there, and I'm saying Denea specifically because that was what the question was posed. uh, The question that was posed was geared towards. But him also ignored the signs um, and basically ignored their better judgment and they ended up with the result that they have. I hope that they both move on as better people, moving more towards Christ, even though they're not together anymore. Um, so the Bible verse I chose is Roman, Romans 13, 14. It says, Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify his desires. And so a lot of 
basically all of our sin has to do with us appealing to our flesh and becoming slaves to our feelings and what we want. But Jesus is saying, no, like put on my righteousness, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. So your desires will be taken care of as long as you seek, you know, what is best for you. And what that looks like is maybe you don't get immediate gratification, but you'll have long-term peace, long-term happiness, and you'll be just more secure in who you are. But that's what we think. We want to know what you think about this. Did Denia really just expose herself in the tell-all? If you haven't seen the tell-all, then go watch it on Dear Future Wifey Part 1 and Part 2 are out now. If you are watching the replay, you're going to want to check out this video next because YouTube, they're recommending it to you. We'll see you over there. But until then, don't be so the alpha and the omega. Like for the algorithm. So, in Mark 7, right, uh, Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees because his apostles uh, essentially don't go through the hand-washing rituals before they eat. And so the Pharisees and the experts in the law asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the traditions of their elders, but eat with unwashed hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites, as it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but in their, but their hearts, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men, having no regard for the commands of God, you hold fast to human tradition. He also said to them, you neatly reject the commandment of God in order to set up your tradition. And that's what I see a lot of within the, the super religious is like they are actually rejecting the command to follow Jesus as the way, the truth, and the light and go through the process of what it means to have faith in God so that they can bow to their own traditions because to them, they want everything figured out and they want to, you know, systematically have everything laid out for them so that they can, you know, say that they have the truth instead of just following the truth, being a light into the world, showing love. Farewell, and we bid you adieu. First, we're going to get to some of your quality comments. We thank you guys for rocking out with us, listening. If you're on the podcast app, make sure that you leave five stars. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the sweat. welcome to the quality hotel. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm your host. I was about to say something. <laughs> uh, never mind. They're not ready for all that. They ain't ready for it. They don't want it. Thank you, guys. Let's acknowledge some of the quality comments. Rotation. Rotation. Not good at all. Train wreck. That's what that is. Knowing it too, that's wild. Yeah, just being a willing participant. Yeah, because she said that she walked past like the girls. On the stairway. Yeah, like what? (laughs) That's craziness, right? (laughs) 
in my opinion, I think they were playing each other. Ooh, okay. I think that's a good... Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that, too. Hot take. Well, basically, they were just using each other yeah. for the, their for each of their own benefit. It was like she was giving the attention that she wanted, and he was getting the sex and what he wanted from her. And then everything gets a little more complicated because she gets pregnant. It could have been another woman. Yeah, honestly. Could have. So. Um, their relationship is too stressful. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, why would you want that amount of stress in your life? Yeah. Especially as a man. Like men just want peace. They want to be able to do some good work, you know, grind. But then when in a relationship, unless you're like just mentally just off or had some like trauma that's not healed all right that's i mean that i think that goes along with the the mental or emotionally off like something's not basically you're broken in a sense let's let's leave it at that then i I forgot i just completely forgot my point yeah but their relationship's too stressful (laughs) oh yeah unless you're just you know broken you generally just want peace as a man that's where i was going with that so is Hebrews 10 35 to 36 so do not throw away your confidence it will be richly rewarded you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God you will receive what has what he has promised amen yeah I like that good T-Mac that's, that's some look at you some fire fire you said it Kenya sounding like Keith Sweat alright now Josh mm. <laughs> mm, I wish I had I wish I had that. Uh, <laughs> um, I wish I. Oh, I do need to. That's what I'm going to make next. Just get a, a thing for the music so I can just hit a button, turn on the music I want. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You've entered the Profit Hotel where everything is profitable. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we need to get out of here. too much for them, babe. We it's need to get on out of here. Yeah, y'all, y'all just keep being quality people. Drink your tea. Enjoy your night. Is that, was that all the comments that we had? Yes. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Thank you guys for rocking out with us. <laughs> uh, T-Max cracking up in the comments. So thank you guys for rocking out with us. One more time, we're going to put up our schedule. Remember, tomorrow oh, we I got, got it. I got it. I got it. Tomorrow we have Double Trouble, 5 p.m., Friday, you got me, Solo Dolo, Faith and Beyond. Then right after that, we have Josh, Unprofitable Conversations, at 6 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, no show, but we back at it again on Wednesday. Back at it like crack addicts. Hey, but you know, so it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Thank you guys for rocking with us. Hey, if you're on the uh, podcast app, make sure that you... um, like it, give it a five-star five review, all that good stuff, you know. And if you have a YouTube account, come chat it up with the good quality people in the live chat. Um, uh, you just heard our schedule. So, yeah, we'd love to see you. we love to meet new people. Until then, we will bid you adieu.